Hello everyone, my name is Adson and this is the Consider the Ravens podcast. We believe that discipleship should happen primarily within the context of the local church, but that the principal way that that has been bolstered throughout church history is through literature, whether fiction or non-fiction. From letters to works of systematic theology, literature helps us to understand the word and get to know the world we live in. I'm here with my lovely wife. Hello, I'm Anna. Yep, I'm also your host and your wife. No, not your And host. your wife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone's wives, my goodness. Um, and this week, we're just going to be chatting about the books that we've read this month, what we liked, what we didn't like, and whether we'd recommend them. Um, but yeah, so have you noticed that maybe there's been a difference in episodes or frequencies or anything like that? Uh, yes, I have, because I'm one of the hosts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest to ask. oh I'm keeping this in. Oh, no. Have you noticed that we haven't recorded as much? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> well, you at home might have noticed, and maybe you're thinking, oh, well, Adson's obviously got a cold because he can barely pronounce his words properly. But um, But that's not the only reason. The main reason is because we have moved. And that means that we have been very, very busy behind the scenes doing stuff in our own lives. We'd love to share a bit about that. I know that you haven't completely liked the process of moving, but it's been very exciting all the same. (laughs) I thought you was going to say, we've moved, which means, and then you're going to give a description of what moving means. And I was saying, (laughs) I'm pretty sure our listeners are going to understand the concept of that. Oh, you have no idea honestly <laughs> i i asked a friend of mine in america how did you find the book and she said on goodreads <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no i mean how did you find it as in how was it so not everything translates so maybe if we said oh we've been moving people in america might go ah oh, you like dancing too or something yeah that is maybe true. they think it's just getting down getting jiggy with it yeah so we weren't dancing We were actually, like you said, we were moving uh, slightly less enjoyably. (laughs) We've moved from Brighton to Reading. We are going to be living with my parents for a little bit, saving up some money, doing a few life changes. But yeah, it's been really good. Apart from the general moving stress that everyone gets, we're really excited about what's going to happen, our new chapter and everything. Don't you think? Absolutely. And as soon as we talk about books on this podcast, I think talking about things as the next chapter in our story or something seems very fitting. So all we're talking about is we're not talking about books, we're just talking about chapters. I love that. And you know what? That is a perfect segue to talk about our first book, isn't it? Did you only read a chapter of it? my goodness <laughs> I don't know how many more puns I can take let alone the, the listeners so the uh, first book that we're going to be talking about is Fahrenheit 451 this is the first book that the first book that I read that's a joke uh, the first one of the books that I read uh, last month in March it is written by Ray Bradbury it is a 1953 dystopian novel it basically presents a future american society where books are outlawed and they have people called firemen and the irony is is that the firemen burn any books that are found not the opposite of actually keeping a fire yeah um the hilarious thing is you actually almost didn't get past the first chapter of this book yeah i know thinking about it 
<clears throat> yeah to be fair I didn't really know how I was going to start that so thank you for saying that <laughs> right okay so I don't want to offend people because so far what I've said when it comes to books have been mostly positive and this book has been on my list for a while and it's not that I didn't enjoy it it's you just didn't enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just that I didn't enjoy it I found it so poetic. You know, the uh, type of books that you have to read in like GCSE, like in school for your English literature. And it was like, the author says that the the grass was green. And this tells us that the your main character is looking for freshness and a change in life. But this book was like, it felt like an English teacher had written the book and gone I'm gonna fit in as many metaphors <laughs> and as many interpretations as possible into a story and so it it was just so poetic and this is one of the things that Adam and I disagree on I actually really don't like poetry I wish I liked it but I just I just can't get on with it mm. so the funny thing is, is I was thinking about this in the lead up to this episode I do like poetry and if I do read it then I usually enjoy it and even the kind of modern stuff and whatnot but I actually don't think I can really call to mind any English poets other than other than the obvious ones most of the poets that I can recall and love are mostly German Mm. so I don't I don't know that English poetry has had quite as much of an effect on me as as German poetry has. Interesting. I wonder why. Is that just because the language is? I just think that the German poetry is more complex, and it's just more. That sounds so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm going to give you poetry, but I'm going to make it more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you can get more into a sentence in German. I don't know. I must admit, the only poetry I'll give you two examples of poetry that I like. Poetries. <laughs> So the first poetry is the really funny memes that you occasionally get where it's like really funny newspaper um, headlines and it's like roses are red, violets are blue. Um, This man went fishing and died on the loo or something like that. (laughs) You know, you know, something like that. Um, I always, that's about the level of. Oh yeah, and the other poetry that I really liked was um, a friend that we know in Brighton and it's called Creatively Elsie. This is on Instagram. I really enjoy the poetry. It's really, really good. But anyway, yeah, so with Fahrenheit 451, to be honest, I know I've painted it in quite a negative light. I did actually really enjoy the concept of it. So I really like dystopian books and all that I did. And actually the last two chapters and the ending I really enjoyed. But I must admit, it was such a struggle to get through the beginning and the middle bit just to get to the ending. That, to be honest, I actually probably will never read it again, which is a shame because I really wanted to like it. Mm. But yeah, so. So what made you read it then? Yeah, so I thought it was a really interesting book because I'm sure all you guys are aware that um, on all ends of the spectrum, a political spectrum, there's just a lot of, there's a, yeah, there's just a lot of disunity and a lot of arguments. And I think 
I've heard from both sides people arguing about censorship mm. and misinformation and everything like that. So um, this book has come up quite a lot. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to read it and just get a bit more of a cultural view on it. But to be honest, in comparison to something like Animal Farm or Brave New World or 1984, it really didn't do much of an impact for me. That's a real shame. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, but I'd be interested to hear what everyone else thinks because I think that might be quite a controversial opinion of mine because it's quite a well-loved book. Mm. So, yeah. That's interesting. The second book we're going to talk about is a book that I not only wrote a review of on the Raven's Writing Desk, but kind of a rave review. This is definitely going down as one of the best books I've read this year so far. Um, One of my top four I put it down Mm. as. Um, and yeah, it was seriously, seriously good. Russ Ramsey is a pastor and a lover of art. He has mm. written a book going through lots and lots of artists throughout history, not necessarily church history, though, and not necessarily Christian either, but through whose eyes we can see how God sees us or we see God or how society has viewed God. Um, and also the church and Christians and society as a whole. We talk on this podcast about how literature can help us to understand the word and the world we live in. Rembrandt is in the wind, talks about how we can do that through art and art of all Mm. kinds. Now, because of that, I was really drawn to this book, but I found that as I was reading it, and especially I say reading, I was listening to this book and I was listening to it (laughs) while I was in London. And so I'm walking around London, being inspired by the architecture, the artwork around me, the people, the fashion, the all sorts of things that we naturally read into. When we walk into a room and we see how people are dressed, for instance, that tells us something about them. Mm. That tells us something about how they interact with the world. That tells us something about their social status that tells us something about how much money they have (laughs) the people that they're friends with are they wearing school uniform and therefore they belong to a certain school are they wearing a suit and therefore belong to a certain social class are they wearing a bikini and they're at the beach or maybe they're in the (laughs) same like whatever it is that they're wearing tells us something about what they're about to do or who they are where they come from and art does the same thing fashion just being another way of artistic expression my review, I contend that there are four main characters in this book that show up in every single story. There is the artist, the consumer, the witness, and the divine. Now, those might be a group of people or just a single person, but generally speaking, these people exist. There's the artist, the person who's making the artwork for themselves, for other people, for consumption, for whatever it is. Uh, sometimes they're just making it because it will make the men's meet. Maybe they're making it and nobody will buy it until after they're dead. And then there's consumers. There's people who will take art for all it's worth, regardless of whether they enjoy it or not. There are people who steal art. There are people who burn art. There are people a bit like you were talking about oh in my goodness. Fahrenheit. It fits so perfectly. Oh, it fits. <laughs> I wish it was planned. Oh, it's so planned, <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys. But those people would be consumers there are witnesses those Mm. people who really understand and just want to uh they're almost like fangirling Mm. about this art and they're following it around and then finally there's the divine there is always god or 
somebody's view of God. And I think that can really help us to read literature well. Last week on our episode with Karen Swallow Pryor, we talked about how Thomas Hardy viewed God Mm. and how that wasn't the God that we know from the Bible. And actually that can help us. Actually, if we look out for what what is this person's view of the divine? Mm. Do they believe it doesn't exist? Does it, do they believe there is nothing divine? Do they believe there is divine, but it's the universe? Whatever it is helps us to understand those people and helps us to understand society as a whole. That sounds really good. To be honest, actually, Adson was raving about this so much that it made me uh, want to read the book as well, which I think always makes a good book review when someone loves it so much, it inspires other people. Um, if you yeah. want more information, you can get that review in the show notes. Yeah, I still don't think we figured out about the show no, notes. No, 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 we have show notes. Have we? Yeah, definitely, every okay. week. Sure, we have show notes. Find us there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a really great segue to then talk about the third book that we're going to be chatting about, which is also the last one. We're going to keep this a little bit shorter. This is Tess of the D'Urbervilles. Now, I don't want to go all... I can't think of the word when you self... Oh, self-promotion. <laughs> You know, which is yeah. exactly what I said. I Absolutely. Don't want, I don't want to self-promote ourselves, but I'm going to self-promote ourselves and say, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the one uh, episode previously when we have a lovely interview with Karen Swallow Pryor, then please do. We really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Uh, we learned a lot from her. She's written a book um, about Tessa the D'Urbervilles. How can you to read it? Just give you a really quick summary. It's uh, written by Thomas Hardy in 1891. It, basically, he wrote it as a critique of society. So there was a lot of uh, expectations of men and women about different things, uh, different class, about gender, about sexuality, everything like that. Basically, just talking about actually what is the view of society in the 1800s what should it be what or what does he think it should be basically a bit like what you said in the Mm. previous one actually especially when it comes to divine he creates a whole idea of who he thinks god is and everything like that and it it really really good wasn't it Mm. really good so last week we talked a lot about this book Mm -hmm. but talking about books more generally this book is a really good example of something that's antagonistic to the Christian faith, mm. but still pertinent to our lives today and important for us to read. What would your kind of go-to recommendations be for reading books that are antagonistic towards the Christian faith? Um, I think for me, that's a pretty good question. Thank you. I think for me, the main thing is be aware of what you're reading before you start reading it. So we've talked about this in previous episodes. If I start reading a book, especially if it's a little bit older, I try and get to know the author, what they went through, try to look at what the themes are so that I can be like, this is what I can pick out. And so something like Thomas Hardy actually being aware, and this is what Karen Swallow Pryor does really well, is in the book that she's written she gives you a whole introduction to the book and to the author and so that means that when you're reading a book that seems a little bit antagonistic to the faith or something like that then you can actually go I'm reading this within the context of the author's life and what he wants me to understand because I think often the biggest one of our biggest problems can be that we don't realize how much media we're consuming Mm. so 
we can just watch TikToks or watch the TV and watch Netflix and not realize that actually this, you know, 14 series of Grey's Anatomy, all it's teaching me is just have multiple partners and cheat on them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so actually we just need to be, I, I think maybe just be prepared, be prepared for what they're trying to teach you and then arm yourself with the Bible and go, no, this is what I do believe. Mm. Almost a bit like a like a soldier. You're standing on the ground, but then you're ready to fight and yeah. actually being aware that you're in a battle. Yeah. Yeah, this was an interesting question that we were talking about the other day with regards to children's entertainment mm. that actually somebody on Instagram had said, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch Disney growing up and now I'm I'm in agreement. Now you can agree with that, disagree with that. Controversial. But the more we thought about it <laughs> and the more we thought about the TV programs that were on TV when we were kids on CBBC mm. and on Disney Channel and on Nickelodeon, etc. etc. Et that actually so much of it was very, very toxic. Thinking about Hannah Montana in particular, one that was on TV a lot when I was younger. And almost every single episode had a different dating scenario or somebody wanting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Mm. And just thinking about how that invaded my school situation and uh, yeah, the, the lives of the students around me. I just, I wonder how much better life would have been if we'd not have, if we'd not had that preached at us every day, 14 times reruns a day. Mm. Um no, yeah. obviously we do need to caveat that by saying, obviously that doesn't mean that we're saying you should never watch TV or you should never read books that go against what you believe. I think actually sometimes there's a little bit of wisdom actually in reading some mm. books that go against what you think and you can go, oh, this is what other people think. So that if I have conversations with them, I can be aware of their side and I can understand them a bit better. So obviously we're not saying just avoid everyone and become a hermit, <laughs> but... I would just say be aware if mm. you I would say to be fair I'd give this advice for any book you're reading but especially if it's something that you're aware might be a little bit more argumentative shall we say mm. just be aware of what they're what they're gonna try and push and actually sometimes it can be quite helpful for you to it can challenge you and make you think why do I believe this and why should I believe it or why am I struggling with this mm. and like always if you have any doubts it is normal for the Christian faith to have doubts make sure you're in community ask questions it's good to ask questions and to get in community and make sure you understand the whys not just the what's mm. you know yeah absolutely um so on that note we've discussed the books that we chatted about this month chatted about i guess we did but also, but also uh, read, read last month <laughs> <laughs> um if there's any books if you've read these books let us know if there's any books that you've read that you think we should read let us know as well uh just a little bit of life updates like we did say at the beginning we have moved it's a little it's been a little bit crazy at the moment hasn't it yeah uh, why don't you tell us a bit about why we've moved what's going on what can we expect in the future so the main reason we've moved is because you want to retrain as a counsellor slash therapist. Whoop, whoop. And uh, so we need to save some money for that. So to that end, we've moved in with your folks to uh, just recoup. They've been very kind and generous to us. Absolutely. Very much so. Um, and so 
we're doing that. We're also joining a church plant here in Reading, which we're really excited about. We're really, really looking forward to getting stuck in. As we say, discipleship should happen within the context of the local church. And so we're, yeah, looking forward to seeing that happen from the ground up. Um, And also, yeah, we, we, we really felt like we, (laughs) some real peace about moving, uh, which Mm. we haven't always, we've looked multiple times at whether we should move, trying to move, um, things like that, and never felt any peace about it. But this time we really did. Um, with that said, there will be some teething problems with that mm-hmm. as far as this podcast is concerned. Um, we have actually recorded this podcast in three separate rooms today. As, oh my goodness, as it, <laughs> so if you're thinking, well, the sound sounded different at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, uh, that would be because of that, because we've had to figure out some some kinks along the way. Um, so please bear with us and be patient with us if we don't get episodes out quite on time, etc., uh, etc. Et um, but yes, thank you so much for your ongoing support, and yeah, we pray that this would still bless you. Absolutely. Right. So uh, that's the end of what we're going to be talking about. Just as a reminder, social medias. If you want to follow us up, us on Instagram or Twitter, we are under Consider the Ravens. I probably should write this down in the script at some point, but I just say consider the ravens and you'll find us eventually. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow Adson's blog, it is the Ravens writing desk. It is very good. I am biased, but I do enjoy reading it. Twice a week, he does book reviews. He's going through Jude at the moment. Really, really good. Uh, we're looking forward to speaking to you softly whispering sweet nothings in your ear next week as usual (laughs) sure (laughs) that was was a little bit creepy wasn't it (laughs) yeah yeah it was but really your style (laughs) grace and peace (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was was probably even louder because you were closer to the microphone sorry you guys well grace and peace keep on reading enjoying books and enjoying god grace and peace oh my goodness